Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Stoop here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, as always, Jonathan Ragus, the king of sling, as I am now known. And my co-host tonight is JP the Shark, Jeff Perini himself. What's going on, brother? Good to be here, man. And I don't know what came to me tonight. Uh, Advertising the show, and the king of sling just came up. Because you talk it, man. You you know how to sling it. uh, I like it. I like it. Pleasure being alongside you, as always. I like it. The king of sling. Well, anyway, happy Monday to everybody. It's another uh, Monday evening. So, of course, Jeff and and myself, we're very happy here to... uh, be hosting the stoop as always, and uh, it's going to be a great show tonight. First, uh, before we get into anything, we want to thank last week's uh, guest musician Ed Roman for stopping by and discussing uh, all the details surrounding his newest album, Red Omen. Um, and we got to listen to a couple of songs from it. It's an absolutely phenomenal album, very positive music. So I suggest you te- check it out by going to edroman.net. Really good stuff. Ed's a good friend of the show, and and Jeff, we always have a great time with him, man. Yeah, he's fun. He tells good stories, and like you said, man, he's just into uh, peace and love and having a good time. His music speaks of, uh, it's Jimmy Buffett-like. It's just fun stuff, and uh, I love it. Love having him on. He always, like I said, just a great time having that on our Yeah, team. absolutely, man. One of those guys you talk to, and you always walk away smiling, man. He just keeps, you know, he just gets yeah. you in a good mood, and he keeps you there, man. Just one of those uh, great positive souls man so it was nice to have ed back on with us and we'll definitely definitely have him back on here in the future um if he does make his way to philadelphia which we're hoping uh sometime soon uh jeff and i we're going to uh connect and get over there with to uh, one of his shows and maybe we'll film some stuff and uh we'll have it up on uh, stoopradio.com yeah that would be fun that would be great i'd like to get more uh up close and personal with some of the great guests we have on here Absolutely. Well, tonight we have a great guest coming up, man. Um, you'll know her uh, from My Chauffeur. You'll know her from Valley Girl. You know her from A Stanton Real Genius and a few other flicks and TV shows that she was in. Actress Deborah Foreman is going to be joining us in just a little bit at the top of the hour around 8 o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk to her about her acting career. We're going to talk to her about what she's doing today outside of acting. And she's pretty much a part of of putting together this really, really huge event called 80s in the Sand. Um, and we're going to get to talk to her about that. I checked out their website and lots of great, great 80s guests. So we're going to talk to Deborah about that in just a little bit. So as always, since we have a guest that's pretty much known from 80s movies, it's time for our top five list. And tonight we're going to do our top five favorite moments of the 1980s. Kind of hard, Jeff, but uh, I'll let you kick it off, man. All right. I was uh, excited for this. Uh, being an 80s guy myself, it, it seemed easy. Then it started getting kind of uh, kind of hard, but I uh, had a good time with it. Top five stuff uh, from the 80s. And number five, I do have a tie. And this is a tie because it ties together. In 1980, the introduction of uh, the United States to the Rubik's Cube. The uh, little game piece, the little cube, became a fascination and championships and competitions. And everybody was engulfed in the Rubik's Cube in the 80s. And... Um, also, game-related Pac-Man, introduced in 1980 as well. Just huge moments for uh, pop culture in the 80s. Uh, two games that kind of changed uh, people's outlooks on games, etc. So that was awesome stuff, Pac-Man and Rubens. Number yeah. four, back in 1985, a moment I remember as a kid watching on TV, the discovery of the remains of the Titanic. Um, the legend, of course, of the Titanic that sunk so many years ago when there was no... Uh, 
remnants of it anywhere to be found. And in 85, a French team uh, went down and uh, actually discovered a part of the Titanic. Just really uh, neat stuff. Uh, number three, the opening of the Berlin Wall in 1989. Uh, big in the ending of communism. And uh, they opened up the wall, the gates of the wall. And uh, people from East and West Germany, man, uh, shaking hands and, and sides pat. Big stuff. Absolutely. Uh, number two, the uh, the U.S. hostages come home from Iran. Uh, I know that was a huge thing. And, uh, again, in the 80s, being, being a young kid and being scared to hear about it and just terrified at, at how stuff like this happened. And then the joy of these people coming home, and uh, they said nowadays there's so much talk of terrorism and stuff of that nature, you, you realize the importance of uh, <clears throat> just having your people close to you. And uh, number one, for me, I like to go with a joyous moment, of course. That's the U.S. men's hockey team and their gold medal win at, at Lake Placid and, of course, beating the Russians and uh, just big stuff, man. That was just, in my mind, in my lifetime, something you'll only see once. And to me, just the most magical moment of my entire life being a huge sports fan, that's the uh, 80s men's hockey team. That's number one for me. Awesome stuff, man. Great stuff. Um, I don't have a tie again, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I'll, I'll probably get one soon, man, because now that I'm, you know, you're, you keep coming out with all these ties, I think I'm going to start tying up again. But uh, number five for me, man, great uh, favorite moment of the 80s for me, Phoebe Cates and her red bikini in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, just uh, just Epic scene of a movie and uh, made me just uh, fall in love with Phoebe Cates. Uh, number four, the birth of Megadeth. And I'll say it every time. It sucked that he was into drugs and alcohol. But the best thing that ever happened to Dave Mustaine was being booted out of Metallica because now we have Megadeth, one of the best thrash metal bands ever. And they're still going and they're still going strong today. Uh, number three, the NES comes out and shows what real gaming is all about. To me, the NES games, nothing has beat them. Nothing will be better. Yes, the graphics are better in games today, but the gameplay itself, nothing will beat the original Nintendo in gameplay. Uh, number two, have, have to go with the Miracle on the Ice team. Uh, like you said, it was just a fantastic memory that still lives on today. And, you know, America, we're the underdogs, you know, and it was great to see them pull off such a win. Number one for me, man, this is personal. My New York Mets winning it all in 1986, man. Uh, still fresh. Uh, just just, just a great, great World Series for, uh, for a Mets fan. And uh, something that will always, always stick out to me when I think of the 1980s, man. So that's my top five, man. Pretty good top five. Both of them are really good. Some good stuff. Absolutely, man. So uh, let's recap it real quick. Jeff's got a tie at uh, number five with the intro of the Rubik's Cube into America. And then all of a sudden, boom, Pac-Man coming into light at number five. Four, discovering the remains of the Titanic. Really cool. Three, knocking down that Berlin Wall. Thank God that happened. Two, the U.S. hostages freed from Iran. And number one, Miracle on Ice. My top five. Number five, Phoebe Cates in a red bikini and fast times at Ridgemont High coming out of that pool. <clears throat> God, I love Phoebe. Number four, the birth of Megadeth. Long live Dave Mustaine. Number three, NES comes out and to me shows what real games are all about. Number two, the Miracle on Ice team. And number one, my New York Mets winning it all in 1986. Rest in peace, the kid. Always love our top five list, man. Lots of fun. Me too. Love the top five. And uh, I like rehashing on the ones that I missed that you get. And I tell you what, man, Phoebe Cates... uh, that is a magical moment. That's just an incredible moment in your lifetime. And just 
every guy, every straight guy, I should say, man, watch her come out of the pool. Every single guy wanted to be standing right there, right in front of that. Just yeah. incredible, my God. <laughs> what I think we need to do is uh, we're going to have actress Diane Franklin on with us uh, later on in July. I think for that show, what we need to do, man, is we go with our top five favorite movie scenes from the 80s. I love it. Because when I was thinking I have, of Phoebe Cates, I started thinking about all these great, great movie scenes. I'm like, you know what, man? There's so many other things that happened in the 80s, not just great movies and great music and whatnot. Man, it, I, I'll definitely probably have a tie at everything, so let's just make it a top 10 that night. I like it. I go top 100. I'm an 80s guy, you know, and I'm, I'm excited tonight again for Deborah Foreman and Diane Franklin, Nancy Dallin. That, that's just uh, it's all my girls. I love them growing up. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, we, we, we're we 80s children, man. I mean, to us, the 80s was probably the last great era. I mean, seriously. I mean, the trends that came out of the 80s, really not so much the 90s. We had a few trends here and there. But, man, the 80s were just trendy, dude, all around, really? from <laughs> – from attire to to music to movies to, to to every single genre that you can think of. Yeah, I so. totally agree. Everything '80s for me, and uh, like I said, man, that was uh, that was my time. Loved it. Loved it, Lo- and that's why I like watching the Goldbergs, man. I don't know if you watch it, but man, it brings back so many memories, dude. Heard good things. I'm gonna have to check it out. I've been hearing nothing but good things about that show. All right. Well, you know what? Time for our guest announcement, man. We have a really, really big guest to announce. We're really, really excited about this. Joining us on July 11th is Keith Matthew Boxley. Do you know who that is? You probably don't by that name. You better know him as Wizard KG, or maybe better as Keith Shockley from Public Enemy and the Bomb Squad. That's right. Keith Shockley himself from Public Enemy is going to be joining us along with filmmaker and co-author and producer Ian Holt. And what are we going to do? We're going to talk about this brand new public enemy documentary that's coming out. Um, basically chronicling the, you know, the group chronicling Keith, Chuck D their time out of Roosevelt, Long Island. Um, it, it's, it's going to be a real good time with Keith and Ian. And I'm really, really looking forward to it, Jeff, man. This is something that I've uh, been really excited about. And I'm so glad we finally got a date hammered down. I got to tell you what, uh, you talk about 80s, and when you told me these guys that you had a chance to get Keith, I was pretty excited. Um, My first concert, 1987, right here in Philadelphia, uh, a band named Murphy's Law, uh, the Beastie Boys were the headliner, and one of the opening acts as well, Public Enemy, and I tell you what, it didn't matter if you were a a white kid, a black kid, it didn't really matter, man, Public Enemy's music was strong, it's, it's it's a lot of political stuff, but I tell you what, it's great rap music and I've been a fan of Enemy since uh since that day and uh, I've always been a huge fan and uh Chuck D and Flav and it's it's yep. I'm very excited. It's a huge announcement. I've been dying for you to let this one out and dying for it to be official. And uh, there it is, man. I'm really, really excited for this one. Yeah, absolutely man. And listen man, Keith is just uh, just an amazing dude. Um you know, yeah, the bomb squad and public enemy, but he also did stuff with LL Cool J, third base, Paula Abdul, the young black teenagers, Ice Cube uh, you know, he did the, uh, you know, soundtracks for Juice and Mo Money and House Party and the Meteor Man. I mean, he really had his hands dipped in so much stuff in the 80s and the early to mid-90s. So it's going to be great talking music with him, talking about this documentary. And Ian Holt, who's just a, an amazing filmmaker, 
uh, and, and script writer. He's also a co-author. He wrote um, Dracula, the Untold Story with um, with Dakray Stoker, who I'm, who I'm also friends with, who is the great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker. It was the original sequel to the original Dracula book. Uh, it's a phenomenal read. Can't wait to have Ian on to talk about that and talk about some movies he's got going on. So it's going to be a great, great all-around show uh, with Key Shockley from Public Enemy and uh, filmmaker and uh, script writer and co-author Ian Holt. So really looking forward to that July 11th right here on The Stoop, man. Good, good times. Again, this is the place to be, man. This is the place to be. Stoop's got all the action for you. Awesome stuff, man. All right, man, let's get into a couple of things. So Aerosmith announces that they're most likely, which, you know, it's really not a shock to anybody, that they're breaking up Farewell Tour in 2017. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Does this mean anything? Because to me, Aerosmith, who I who I absolutely loved at one point, um, they've been so just blah for the last like 15 years, man. And to me, they haven't really been Aerosmith, man. So is this a big deal for music? Kind of a big deal. Uh, I liked some of their uh, later stuff. Uh, none of it was was groundbreaking, but some good stuff and some good songs mixed in. But uh, it's just not the same. Steven Tyler is just getting uh, older and uh, a little wackier. <laughs> uh, I, of course, would like to get a ticket. I've seen Aerosmith live three times. I love them as a band. Um, great career, of course, the drug days, and then they moved on from that and came out with a little more of a cleaner sound. And uh, I've been a huge fan. So this is kind of sad to me. Is it a shocker? No. I think it's time. But uh, very sad. It's going to be a... Posing the chapter, Motley Crue just did it recently. So, yeah, some of the bands that uh, we loved for years are uh, going to quit. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, they've been around since 1965. You know, I mean, Aerosmith has been around a long, long time, man. And really, I, I just, you know, their later stuff from about 98 on up, I just I just didn't like, man. I To me, I feel like. Um, you know, when they came out with big ones, which was their greatest hits album, after that it was it was done. You know, get get a grip was good. Um, you know, permanent vacation and pump were great. You know, listen, man, Toys in the Attic to me is is, is a great album. So it's listen, man, Aerosmith is great. They will always be great. Steven Tyler will be great. Joe Perry will be great. Joey Kramer will be great. Uh, Bradley Whit, uh, excuse me, Brad Whitford will be great. It's just, you know, to me, it's not big news, man, especially with Steven Tyler wanted to be in country music and doing his solo stuff and Joe Perry doing, um, what the hell is it, American Vampires or whatever that band is called with Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp. So, you know, to me, it's not a big deal, man. It really isn't. Not a huge deal. Like I said, just another uh, ending of an era of a, of a, a big time band. Um, so it's going to be sad, but uh, like I said, I'd like to get a ticket just to check it out one last time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, so let's get to a little basketball talk here. And this is not really about basketball talk, but it is it's just something that really caught my eye, and I had to ask you this. The Memphis Grizzlies, they're really trying hard to retain point guard Mike Conley, and they played a video from Justin Timberlake, a Memphis native, uh, basically trying to lure uh, Mike Conley to re-sign with them. My question to you is this. Who could a team get to do a video for you that would make you re-sign and b- – but could it even work? Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't care who asked me, man. If it's not the best fit for me, man, they can get everybody and their mother to do a video, and I don't think it would really help, man. Would it, would it, would it do something for you? 
Um, not really sure. I mean, I talked about uh, leaving the stoop, and John sent me a uh, couple of Mia Khalifa videos, and here I am still sitting here. So, uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> now, really, uh, I can't see, like, the star athlete. I don't uh, – I mean, it's nice. It's a nice sentiment that they go out and reach. But let's face it, they, teams want to win championships. Guys want to make money. And uh, I don't think an appearance by one celebrity is going to make uh, a massive difference. Uh, especially in the NBA. I mean, I know baseball and football and all that are, are a little different breed. The NBA became kind of a click. Guys want to play with one another. Guys are willing to take sacrifices to win. And uh, I don't think a video from a guy uh, like Timberlake or any celebrity is going to keep uh, any player anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to ask you about that because every time I read stuff like that, it's like, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It would be tough, man. I don't know what they could do uh, to get me to, you know, stay on the team except for, uh, you know, get some guys in, man, build a championship roster, man. And I don't think the Grizzlies are, are that way, man. Um, they didn't look good last year. They really need a lot more than just Mike Conley to be a championship contender. And if he can go someplace like the San Antonio Spurs, you'd be stupid not to. That's all I'm going to say. All right, man. Former NHLer, former Philadelphia Flyer, former New York Ranger, Eric Lindros is going into the NHL Hall of Fame. Jeff, your thoughts, man. Here's my applause, man. Always a uh, huge Lindros guy. And then there's the injuries. Uh, the injuries played a big part. But you got to keep in mind, this guy in the history of the NHL is his top five in points per game. Um, he did win an MVP. Um was just a man before his time with the size and the strength and the, the skills that he had and uh, it got us to a, a cup one year. Unfortunately, they lost, but uh, always been a Lindros guy. I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. His numbers weren't staggering for his career, but just a, uh, a real good career. The guy was uh, not afraid to drop the gloves. He wasn't afraid to skate, to hit, uh, had tremendous hands. Uh, you know, if he stayed healthy, he might have been one of the top five players uh, of all time. So uh, yeah. I say congratulations to Lindros. I mean, his personal thing, you hear things about him, and uh, I always like the guy. No problem with Lindros getting uh, voted in. Yeah. Was he uh, – do you think he was just too fragile for the game of hockey? He could have been. Um, him and the member's brother was uh, similar in physical uh, attribute, but uh, there's just something about him. I mean, it takes one good shot to a guy and uh, could just turn his career around. And kind of what happened with Lindros. And everybody chased Lindros. Let's face it. Everybody went after him. We're talking about earlier Stevens and Casper Reitus. And uh, just a list of guys who always wanted a piece of him. And they would go up high at his head. And it was a different era back then. I mean, you can hit a guy in his head or go after him high. And uh, it wasn't penalty. And Lindros yeah. being a brute, he said, look, the guy's going to defend himself. So they kind of backed off. But, uh, you know, in today's game, I think a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Well, good for him, man. Congratulations to Eric Lindros, now making it into the NHL Hall of Fame. Let's shift it back to NBA talk, and this is the big news in the NBA right now. Kevin Durant is a free agent, and I got to ask you, where is he going to go, man? It's It seems the Spurs want him. It seems the Golden State Warriors want him. The Bulls want him. The you know the, the Wizards want him, and the New York Knicks want him. And it seems that like he's intrigued by the Knicks after the trade of Derrick Rose. He's been in New York for the last two days hanging out with Carmelo Anthony. Do you think that's a good sign for the New York Knicks? There's a piece of me that believes the uh, Knicks might be a, a good chance. Um, let's face it, big city. New York's a big city, and it's where you get the rec- recognition. And uh, they said they got Carmelo Anthony, now they got uh, Derrick Rose. Um, new direction for them. Uh, a piece of me wants to see him go back to Oklahoma City, but I just I just don't see it happening. 
Um, Golden State, it's you know, it's not a good fit in San Antonio. All these other talks. I heard him say that he's not interested in going back home and uh, you know playing for Washington. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I gotta think that I gotta think the Knicks have got to be a front runner, one of the top one or two teams in the mix, I believe. Now, see, that's how I feel. All these people say, "Oh, the Knicks don't stand a chance." Blah 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 blah. Listen, I don't see him going back to OKC. If he was going to go back to OKC, he would have went back already. I don't think there'd be any question to his loyalty to OKC. Um, with the Warriors, they would need to let Festus Azili go, Harris Barnes go, and then they would need to lose Andre Iguodala and possibly another player in order to get him on a team. I just don't see that fit there. Honest to God, the only two fits I really see for him are the New York Knicks and the Washington Wizards. And as you said, the Wizards don't have a chance because he doesn't want to go there, which I, I don't know why he wouldn't want to go there. Uh, maybe he just doesn't want to return home. But he's got a friend in Mello. He loves Chris Apps Porzingis. Last year, he was raving about him nonstop, called him a unicorn of the league. I mean, really just fell in love with the player Chris Apps Porzingis is. And now you got Derek Rose. And now there's rumors that Joachim Noah might sign there. And there's also a rumor that, hey, Jamal Crawford might be returning to New York to be their sixth man off the bench. That's a roster, man, that could really just take that number one, two, or three seed in the East, man, especially if Rose is healthy. Yeah, I would like to see a guy like Durant get into the East to maybe uh, take some of the steam away from LeBron and give them a challenge. Uh, and I think that kind of roster could do it. Now, I've had my doubts about Carmelo. You're more of a New York guy. You, you tell me it's not as bad as people say. But like I said, Durant, Crawford, Rose, uh, yeah, for Zingas. And it sounds like a really good lineup. And now, like I said, a guy like Hornacek is in there. Well, I like. I think yes. the guy's a fundamentally sound coach. Good for Absolutely. them. Right place, right time. So, I mean, uh, as big of a Sixer guy I am, and move to New York seems pretty fruitful for Durant, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you got you, listen, you got to admit, man, he's going to want to play in a run-and-gun system like that, man, because the ball is going to be passed around. I mean, there's going to be implements of the triangle in it. But at the same time, that ball is going to be flowing around, man. Rose is going to be passing. Porzingis is going to be passing. Uh, Melo is going to be passing. Whoever's playing center is going to be passing. It's got to be an interesting nod, man, for Kevin Durant to want to sign with the New York Knicks, man. I I really – and I'm glad you said it. I really feel like that's going to be the best fit. And I'm not just saying because I'm a Knicks fan. I would love to see Kevin Durant as a Knick. I just think it's it's the best fit for him. That's me. Yeah, it does fit. And uh, like I said, yeah, I'm a Sixer guy. Love to see him uh, wear the Sixer red, which, you know, the free agent in the right mind is going to try that right now. But, um, yeah, I, I got to think New York's a front runner. And, you know, he's been to Oklahoma City. He's done the small town. I don't think he wants to go back to Washington, which is yet another smaller town team and try to make it happen. It's not for the big time for Durant. He deserves it. He certainly does. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, man. We will see what happens. All right, man, let's switch it over and talk movies now. We love talking remakes here because we can't stand remakes. First of all, before we get into this, did you hear the new Ghostbusters theme song? It's terrible. I heard it, and uh, I'm glad it was meeting at the time I heard it, because it was absolutely dreadful. The whole concept of the movie is so bad, it's got me just beside myself. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's really not good, man. I'm glad uh, you don't like it either, man, because a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's 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 not half bad. No, no, it's 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 not half bad. It, it's it's bad. It's terrible. 
So, yeah, they were right that it's not half bad. It's just absolutely awful. But that's how I feel. But anyway, Beverly Hills Cop 4 has landed a director. Now, from what I heard, the story is going to be based on Axel Foley returning back to Detroit. Now, if he's going to be doing work in Detroit, shouldn't it be called Detroit Cop 4? <laughs> uh, the spinoff Detroit Cop 1? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just uh, these actors get too old for the role, and Eddie Murphy hasn't been the actual Foley kind of actor in a long time. Um, like I showed you earlier today, they're talking about uh, Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones Five. I mean, yeah. you put it to bed. You got to put these actors to bed, but the roles you got to put the stories to bed. It's just it, they're killing it. And I understand again; they, they think they're out of ideas, but it's got to be something more fresh than Beverly Hills Cop Four and Indiana Jones. Five with a 75-year-old Indiana Jones. Got to be something better. You know what? You you would think, but I don't know. And then we got all of these other ones. They're going to be remaking Commando, The Crow, Pet Cemetery. I, man. The Crow? Oh, no, 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 no. No, don't. Oh, why would you mess with The Crow? That That's an iconic, one-of-a-kind Take this smart idea and bank it, kind of thing. That I did not hear it. I'm disgusted by that. That's hard. Yeah, listen, man. They're, listen, they're doing Dirty Dancing. Uh, I heard rumors oh. of Starship Troopers, which I thought was a phenomenal movie, and they're, they're going to remake that. Nah. Um, Drop Dead Fred, Never Ending Story, War Games. <laughs> Let's talk about some '80s movies. Commando, Death Wish, Escape from New York, House Party. They're going to remake Hidden Place, House Party. Little Shop of Horrors, Scarface, Short Circuit. I mean, pretty much they're going to take every single movie that was made from the early 70s on up to about 92, and they're going to remake it. It's a disaster. That whole list is a, it's a potential disaster. Uh, I listen, mean, there, I mean, I there, there's more. There's more. more. That's there's more. That's just a short list that IMDb has of all upcoming movie remakes and uh, reboots. Um, Time Bandits is on there. Heavy Metal. Um, let's see. We have Flight of the Navigator, Jumanji, Weird Science, The Toxic Avenger, Gremlins 3. Well, I guess that's a sequel. Um, Van Helsing they're already going to remake, which didn't come out that long ago. Bloodsport. No. With John Claude Van Damme, Flatliners, Jacob's Ladder, Logan's Run, Police Academy, The Next Generation. Oh, my God. This is just, you're killing me here. This is terrible. I mean, some of them yeah. might be good. Don't get me wrong. Some of them might be very good, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just sounds... I can see the sequels being better than the actual remakes. Maybe. Maybe Police Academy ones. I mean, who are they going to uh, – Michael Winslow again or uh, – I, I don't know. I can't even – oh, my God, the list. Hey. And you sent me – If Steve Gutenberg's in it, I'll watch it. Uh, Steve Gutenberg was in the last few. Remember, he uh, bailed out of them. And, uh, oh, here he comes. He sends me the list. Oh, my God, his list is just packed Yeah, full. I had to send you the list for you to look at. It's, it's just absolutely uh... – Despicable, the list, man. It really is. A star is born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Ouch. Wait, which one is that? 
A Star is Born. Look at number two. Bradley Cooper directs. Movie star helps a young singer-actress find fame, even as AIDS and alcoholism send his own career in a downward spiral. Originally, it yeah. was, uh, I believe, um, Barbara Streisand. Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. Pet Cemetery. Lady this is Gaga. Well, this is frightening. I mean, I, I know we're spending a lot of time on this, and I mean, The Crow alone is, is just brutal. There, there's so many here, so many potential remakes. American Werewolf in London and a Barbarella TV series. What? What is going on here? It's, yep. Is coming on I knew you would like that. Listen, it already bothers me that they're going to remake Big Trouble in Little China with The Rock playing uh, Kurt Russell's part. And not because I don't like The Rock. I do like The Rock very much, but come on, man. Seriously? Seriously? American Psycho. That movie just came out. <laughs> Creature from the Black Lagoon, Escape from Yeah, the they New said York. Hellraiser, uh, Chopping Mall from the 80s. I don't know if you remember that movie, which was awesome. They're going to remake that. The Thin Man, which is uh, an old TV show. Um from back in the day, uh, they used to do a lot of shorts and stuff. I'm trying to re- see if I can remember. William Powell was the thin man, and I believe his wife okay. was Myrna Loy in it. So we're going back, you know, 40s. So, But they're going to do that, too. It's, it's just, you know, man, and, and we spoke about this with actor um, – uh, who, who uh, Dominic Pace when when we had him on just a few weeks ago and even he said it man the originality and the uniqueness is is, is pretty much gone you know and and these big movie houses are trying to play it safe by remaking his movies but man if you keep remaking after remaking after remaking they're always terrible I don't see how people are gonna want to watch it. No, I'm ready to make a movie about a guy sick of remaking movies that makes his own original movie. That's that would be an <laughs> awesome independent movie. There you go. I mean, the rest of this stuff, it, it's a nightmare looking at these names. Like, why why tarnish some of these good names? I mean, like, Romancing the Stone, is there really a need for the return of Romancing the Stone? I, I don't get this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Insane, dude. Anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's get with our guest. And right now, joining us is actress Deborah Foreman. How you doing, Deborah? I'm awesome. That's kind of cool, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't know that hey it was so straight on. That's cool. Hi, I'm yeah. good. How are you guys? We're doing, doing great. phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We're uh, so excited to have you here with us. I'm happy to be invited, so thank you. Great. So let's jump into it. We're going to ask you a few questions, and, I, and, and then I really want to get into 80s in the sand because uh, I'm really interested in that. So... Everybody remembers you from, from Valley Girl, My Chauffeur, A Stanton Real Genius, and some other flicks. Um, pretty much from 2008, you haven't really been in anything. Are, are you retired from acting, or are you just waiting for the right thing? Uh, I don't think you ever retired. You know, you, I don't pursue it. So I, I still have an agent, the same agent that got me April Fool's Day back in the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, but I don't pursue it. I don't go on auditions. Uh, I'm not sent sides to look over to go meet with people. So if something came through and it was extraordinary and I was passionate about it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I thought I've got a couple of businesses that keep me very busy up here in Big Bear Lake. And um, life is good. 
That's awesome. So let's talk about that real quick, because I was going to ask about that, so since you brought it up, um, you and I have been friends on Facebook for a while now, so I've seen you know some of the jewelry you make, and I know you design websites. How did you uh-huh. get into all of that? Uh, just through need. So, yeah. you know, you're not acting anymore, and then you discover the other things that you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. That you have that you have that you have interest in. Let's put it that way. So yeah. um, I made a graphic design portfolio that was mm-hmm. the size of it was a tent card size that could fit in an envelope. And I just started ta- uh, sending them out, you know, trying to get work as a graphic designer. Got got um, programs here and there for free randomly. So I taught myself. Yeah. And I, I landed a job at a place called Movo Media. They're no longer around, but it was a voicemail, a voicemail dating service, and I was in the ad department. And I made ads for um, – <laughs> it was – how do you put it? Because back then we didn't have Internet, so it wasn't like Match.com. Yeah. You, could, you actually had to phone in to yeah. get your date. And it was predominantly wow. uh, gay because it was owned by two gay men, but it was straight and gay. And, and so I was doing ads in the ad department with two other ad designers, and I learned so much from them. But, you know, it was uh, it was easy work that they knew that I could do and I could be taught if there was something, you know, that was a little bit um, out of my skill level. And I was there for a little bit, and that's how I started. And I just got in more and more interest. That's all, you know. That's, Love that's it. interesting. Now, yeah. Now, I have to ask you this. Did you ever call up and land a date yourself on that one? <laughs> no, I never used it, never dialed the phone number, never tried the system out. Isn't that funny? I should have. Like, as, a, as an employee, you want to know how it works and how the functionality, but no, yeah. back then I was like, nah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because I, I, I remember when those numbers used to be so big back in the early 90s. Yeah. So that's funny. Right. Yes, exactly. That's when it was. They were. You could go on billboards down in Los Angeles, and they would be – in fact, we did have a billboard. We built it in, the, in our office, and that's mm-hmm. an ex- experience to build a billboard on a computer, that's interesting. You know, that I know there was the layout that's going to be on the billboard. Um, that's pretty so I did. Cool. I learned a lot there. That's really cool. So now let me ask you this, because I was talking to Jeff about this a little earlier. Over the years, various sites and message boards, you know, because we're big movie buffs here. We're, you know, Jeff and I grew up in the 80s. We, we love everything 80s. We've read so many people complaining about, Pretty much you not being on the poster for the movie Valley Girl. Have you ever heard that complaint? Um, that's probably the number one. I don't perceive it as a complaint. Just yeah. <laughs> I had my alarm set, so I'd know to call you guys. Because <laughs> 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 I'm busy right now, and I'm telling you, I already forgot to do a few things that I because I I'm actually the social marketer for AC in the town too. So I'm, oh, nice. uh, I forgot to do a couple of things that I had, you know, was on my schedule. Anyway, yeah. I don't perceive it as, I'm sorry, what did you call it? You called uh, uh, it I complain. As, People, you know, basically everybody's saying that you should have been the one on the poster. Yeah. I don't perceive it as a complaint anymore to have that many people love the, the character that you played, mm-hmm. that it ticks them off, I guess. <laughs> So much that they don't understand why Julie isn't on the poster with Randy. You know, they they, yeah. they were beloved characters. So I perceive it now like, wow, wow, for people mm. to care so much because um, it's grown. It's it started as, oh, why aren't you on the poster? And then it, and then it has grown from there. And there's a 
a shitload of people that <clears throat> care about that. Okay, so from yeah. my perspective, yeah. let's go from my perspective. I can give a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. care then, and I don't care now. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, it, it's, it's gotta not be pretty on my cool. radar. Like the movie's almost thirty-four years old, and people are still talking about it here and there, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, not on my radar, so I can give up uh-huh. if if I'm on it or not. I didn't care. I was modeling back then. I was modeling yeah. back then, so I figured there was a really good reason not for me not to be on it. And and then Martha Coolidge said at a Q and A with Kevin Smith, she said, "Wow, you know, it's really strange is that three of my leading ladies are not on her posters for her movies. So um, it's not a big deal. It happens." Yeah. Uh, no, it was just cool. I just wanted to see if you heard it because, like I said, we've I, I've read it a few times, so I always thought, wow, you know, because I never thought of it. You know, anytime I saw the you yeah, know the poster, right, right, oh, we're yeah, on the same you know, page. yeah, it, it was, was cool. But then when I saw people, it's like, oh well, you know what? She's not on it. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. Just wanted to see what your take was on it. <laughs> wow. Exactly, and and it's not a big deal. Yeah. So now let's uh, let's let's talk about this event, Eighties in the Sand. What exactly is Eighties in the Sand? Okay, Eighties in the Sand uh, is really cool. Eighties um, in the Sand is going to be an Eighties event that's going to take place in Punta Dominican Republic, November 11th mm-hmm. through the 18th, 2017, and uh, about 1,300 people can book rooms. Um, and come and play with myself and uh, Diane Franklin, Better Off Dad. Mm-hmm. He's going to yeah. be there. They have yet to uh, announce uh, another actor. Um, where our hosts are going to be Nina Blackwood, Downtown Julie Brown, and Richard Blade. Very and nice. the band, the bands Loverboy, Animotion, Winger, Starship. Wow. Uh, Martha Davis and the Motels. The Motels. Uh, the, the Smithereens. We're going to have um, Stacy Q. Oh, nice. I think new Shoes. We're yeah. going to have New Shoes. Um, there's three more bands that will be uh, announced in the coming months to happen. And mm-hmm. I have to keep that under wraps. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, let's see. Did I miss? Who did I miss? I got another boy. Oh, Winger. He's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if I did miss a band, very sorry, but it, you can go to www.80sinthesand.com for all mm-hmm. things 80s in the sand. You will find out everything there from how many hotels are going to, I mean, sorry, how many restaurants are at this resort. It is an adult result, resort, so there's no kids. Yeah. And um, it's going to be five nights, four days of uh, concerts. And, and you know, all the things, 80s, that will happen during the day. Workout, you're going to get to have a workout every single day in 80s. Jane Fonda workout, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. And then, and, then yeah, along, and then also with your vacation that you're buying for, it, it's um, all food, drinks, everything's included. So wow. it's going to be an amazing vacation for people that are, that are not only paying for it and coming to see all of us, but us too. I, can't, I cannot wait to go. So, That's so cool. Um, and yeah, and so then cool. let me see, did I forget anything? I got like I got yeah, I hit all the people. Uh huh. Okay. So, so now is, uh, is is this going to be like a once a year thing, or is it and, and is it hope, always going to be in a dr, or is it going to move around from time to time? Very interesting. Yes, they want it to be 
uh, once uh, once a year, and I'm not okay. sure if they're going to change the location or not. Um, okay. They're hoping because you know the '80s cruise they do theirs once a year, and um, '80s in the sand. The, the difference between uh, the two of us is actors are now getting to go. Uh, we're going to be bringing our films and playing them on the sand. And by the way, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can't even believe. I'm going to be sitting in white sand, let's just say 7 p.m. at night, white sand, yeah. a big blow-up, you know, theater to play Valley Girl. And all and all of a sudden, I'm going to look to my right, and I'm going to just look at this ocean. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So um, that that's amazing. a huge difference. Yeah. Sorry? That sounds really amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it, I can't wait. Come on. Now, I'm I'm on the website right now, 80sinthesand.com. Did you build this website? Uh-huh. I did. Awesome. I did. I love it because as soon as I got there and I heard the Nintendo music, I loved it. It just brought me back already, and I'm just wa- looking at all the, the, the hosts and, and the pictures going by and all these groups. Uh-huh. And, man, this is going to be some event, man. Oh, I think so too. And and you know, here's what's wonderful is that the the band's coming. It's all different kinds of music. You know, you got your yeah. rock, you got your new wave. It's all kinds of different to appeal to you know everybody's um, taste. So I I love that part too. You know, so uh, and the people they're also getting that we're going to bring our films. It, it's going to be a, a nice selection of different different people. And Diane Franklin. Oh my gosh, what a cutie patootie from the '80s who's so sweet, down to earth. It's going to be so much fun hanging out with people who enjoyed themselves in the 80s, and I did. I fully yeah. did. And, you know, be able to share that uh, in that weekend, too, and have good memories with, with each other. So it'll, it's going to be neat. It's going to be super neat. That's awesome. Yeah, Diane Franklin will actually be on with us in July, so we'll definitely have to ask her about this event and see what she says about it because that's – it's you know, like I said, I'm looking at it right now, especially – listen, I'm a big rock guy. I'm a big 80s music guy, but – I gotta say, I'm most excited about Stacey Q. I haven't heard, I haven't heard about her or seen her in so many years. So that's and that's gonna be great. Isn't, she, isn't her picture awesome too? That's her current yes. picture. So, um, yes, yes. She I completely age. agree. No, she hasn't. She looks adorable, and um, everybody though, if you, if all of them, when I was going through the pictures and trying to, you know, do the, you know, lineup and the bios, I was really impressed how all of us. It's like, ah. This is going to be so much fun. People who actually had fun then, who who've lived good lives, enjoy themselves, still doing their things. A lot of, I think, all of those bands are still performing. So, That's great. In, in fact, they're they're over, you, you know, doing their thing on that cruise boat too. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just neat. All of it, I love what's happening now. Bringing back the '80s and having a week of celebration wherever it is, on sand and water, wherever it is. You know, it's fun. You know. So, yeah. um, but 80s in the sand is going to be the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As spoken by the social marketer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, listen, it already looks like it's going to be the best, and we'll keep pushing on it. So that's November 11th through 18th, 2017, in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. And for the listeners listening right now, if you want to go and you want to hang out with some of these bands and you want to hang out with Deborah and you want to see all this great stuff, go to 80s in the sand. Dot com. Now, are are the fans going to be able to just like you know see everybody and like hang out and see them from time to time? Or yeah, we're, they're gonna there's there is a fact sheet on 80sinthesand.com that 
Okay. Every question that that you know that the promoters wanted to cover, every question that they possibly think could be asked. So there mm-hmm. is a question there about um, meet and greet, how that's going to all work out. Right now, we're doing a promotional. The first twenty rooms sold, you can pick who you want to meet and greet and hang out with, and that will be oh. your special gift. That'll be a special gift to people, the first twenty that that you know buy twenty rooms, uh, the first twenty rooms that are sold. So um, get your room now because wow to pick, and you could pick out that's you could awesome. pick more than one too. So that's gonna that's I it's I'm excited. I this I've done conventions, <laughs> you know the ones like Schiller. You go to the yeah. cons where you sit and you sign autographs. This is epic. This is way different. This is gonna be fun, sun, and laughter. You know so and yeah. they have well if you go to the site too, you're gonna find out how many different rooms that they have different kinds of rooms and every single room just a minute what the heck (laughs) (laughs) boy that's going to be fun that was my alarm again just a minute let me let me see if i can disconnect it just a minute no problem no problem that's number four she's a busy busy lady yes i just missed it i was able to dismiss it man i'm telling you i was so worried that i was going to miss calling you guys. <laughs> no, we're glad you did. Um, but you could go to the fact sheet. So all these questions, I don't have them memorized offhand, the fact sheet. Yeah. That was one yeah. that was just added recently, so I did get to, to review it and then was able to share it with you. But all these questions, they, they uh, we have a fact sheet. Um, if you want to find out how many uh, restaurants, we have that listed. It's under resort info. Uh, and excursions as of no, uh, I think it says they're November. Give a date, November. If you go to excursions under resort info, yeah. drop down to the page excur- uh, excellent excursions. We have listed there a zip line and horseback riding, but they're going to actually have a whole list as of November this year. They're going to have a whole list of selections. What you want to be, what you want to include in your package. Okay. Oh, you so basically just build excursions. it yourself. Yeah, exactly. You'll be able to. Do. Nice. I, I hope the functionality of the site. I've already, I've already um, expressed it, but the functionality of the site. I want people to go to the site who have booked their vacation. Anything they need to know. There's a map there. What restaurants? I'm going to be putting menus up there here in the future. Anything they might need to know. Ah, oh, what's this? Go to the website. You're going to be able to find it out. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's going to be the cool thing about the website. It's going to be a very useful tool for those. Those people who are actually booking their vacation and going to 80s in the sand. So, awesome. Um, yeah. That's going to be so you much fun. Want to hear a really interesting story? So a couple Absolutely. days before this happened, uh, my mom says to me, uh, she wants to go to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is even yeah. before I knew about this. I go, what do you want to go there for, right? She says, you know, she's been, she's been watching these shows on Netflix. She sits there and streams them, and there are these there are these Hispanic soap operas that she's just fallen madly in love with. She doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. She loves the soap operas, and she did her investigation, and she just she found out that these shows shoot in the Dominican <laughs> right? She goes, we have to go there so we can meet blah, blah, and blah, blah. And I go, Mom, we're going to get killed. We can't go there. <laughs> That's just me being funny but also being you know, stupid and ignorant. So yeah. I, uh, I get this. I get an email on Facebook about this event. 
two days later. That's funny. That's true. And it happens to be where she wants to go. <laughs> she can't wait. You know what? She's already figuring out. She's already figuring out. She's already trying to find out where they shoot their location so we can go and get in a van and go see them. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, she's definitely going to have, uh, you know, her good time. That's, that's, that's oh, cool. Oh, she is. I know. We are, that's what's so cool about this vacation, everybody that's going. There's just so much for everybody, you know. People mm-hmm. who, who sit sit in front of their TV sets and they watch Hispanic-speaking, you know, soap operas can come to Punta Cana with us and we can find out where they're shooting. <laughs> that is so funny. So, I know. So that happened. Yeah, that's really that, – that, see, now that's funny. That's That's just coincidence right there. That is wonderful serendipity. I'll take it. Yep. That is just oh, serendipity. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I the only traveling I've ever done in my life is just for work. I've always yeah. I've never had like a cool thing that the, this is going to be so cool. I haven't gone to like, oh, let's just take a vacation to Hawaii for 5 days. That I've never yeah. done that. You and, 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 you know, it's cool, like you said, because I've been going to, you know, conventions for especially Chiller. I've been going to Chiller since the early 90s. And, you know, you get yeah. to meet some people and talk for a good couple of minutes, but you don't really get to have a nice conversation, you know, no. with a celebrity or with somebody that you've pretty much adored for so many years. So this is cool mm-hmm. that everybody gets to just really hang out for days and really mm-hmm. see everybody once, you know, pretty much a few times over, you know, over the duration of a few days and really just get to talk and, you know, that, you know it was that's a big really deal. nice. It was, it was a big deal for the promoter because he actually did the cruise and he, he felt that, you know, he wanted to make this smaller and in, more intimate. He wanted people to have time to be able to eat their food and go and see the concert and, and be able to see every single concert because now all these acts, there's going to be a lot of concerts day and night every single day. So mm-hmm. he wanted the experience. He wanted people to have, like, a cool vacation where you don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm rushing. Oh, my God, I'm standing in line. Oh, my God, i got to get up at what time to go where, and that's the only time I can go. He wanted it to be a serious and wonderful experience for people. So that's why this – I can't wait. That's all I've got to say. I just – I cannot wait. That's going to be <laughs> I so cool. wait. I don't blame I you. I give away tickets. I promise I would be giving away tickets. I could, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, we will definitely put this on our Facebook page and we'll definitely put it on our Twitter account. So that's 80sinthesand.com. Uh, so hopefully some of our listeners will check it out and sign up and hopefully they'll get to see you there. It's awesome. Awesome. That's so awesome. Well, listen, Deborah, seriously, thank you so, so much for taking time out tonight, yeah. for joining us here on The Stoop. Um, we would love to have you back in the future. Absolutely. This was fun. Yeah. I Great. didn't know it was going to be so short, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we, we, we go quick and then we like to have people coming back for it because listen, we could talk to you for hours. I'm sure of it. <laughs> There's no question <laughs> about tr- it. And, so. and trust me, trust me, I could sit in on that too. I could, I mean, I'm pretty much a, I love to talk to people. I'm a awesome. people person. So, awesome. yes, I agree with you 100%, you know. So, <laughs> so um, I had fun. Yes, I just uh, contact me on Facebook. Let me know. Just you know, make, sure I set, make sure I set my alarm. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll make sure. I'll text you the day before, just like we did this time. So we'll get I know, it in good. <laughs> I know you did, and thank you so much. It was appreciated. Absolutely. Well, Deborah, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, super. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Bye-bye. You too. That was actress Deborah Foreman. She is so cool, man. Seriously, just so happy, so upbeat, and really excited about this 80s in the sand event, man. 
you said earlier in the show about Ed Roman and how um, one of them people just makes you smile. I mean, just listening to her, so upbeat, man. I got a big smile on my face. It was a great, great time uh, listening to her. Like, I was such a big fan uh, in the 80s. Valley Girl, loved the Julie character, always loved uh, Deborah Foreman. And everything I expected, she's great. Yeah. So now it's 80sinthesand.com. It's November 11th through the 18th, 2017 in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. It's hosted by Nina Blackwood, Downtown Julie Brown, and Richard Blade. Original MTV people. Great stuff. And we got some great bands there. Uh, Loverboy, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Howard James, Winger, The Smithereens, Martha Davis and the Motels. Um, I can't remember. Uh, New Shoes is going to be there. Stacy Q. Come on, two of hearts. You know who that is. And oh, Deborah Foreman and our good friend who's going to be joining us in July, Diane Franklin from Last American Virgin and Better Off Dead. She's going to be there as well. And they're going to be announcing other people. Um, I kind of know the other host she's talking about because she actually let it slip to me, which was pretty cool. Um, but I'm not going to say nothing. And got, you know, I took the blood oath, so we're good with that. So when that's announced, we'll announce it on here. So remember, go to 80s in the sand. Dot com and thank you Deborah for joining us such an awesome awesome person got to have her on again man real soon Jeff absolutely I'm um, sitting here waiting by my phone for my Facebook uh, message to pop up from you who this mystery guest is I'm shocked I have not gotten it yet <laughs> come on <laughs> can't I can't tell you man I took a blood oath I need to scoop from the stoop I mean you got to it's me now that would be awesome she said you get there and you could book ahead and, and pick your people I mean a, a Diane Franklin and Deborah Foreman vacation. That's like heaven on earth, man. It's like everything I dreamed oh, of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. There you go. I just I just told you, so now you know. You're you're in the loop, man. And I don't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let it spill. It's me. I am the third member. I'm the you big wish, member. man. You and wish. Just, that sounds amazing. Man, that's, yeah. that's something. I got to... Yes, it's a good ways away. I got to talk to fiance and then maybe canceling the honeymoon and making that the honeymoon. <laughs> Cassie would love that, man. Cassie would have a blast doing it. But I don't know about honeymoon. Yeah, maybe not honeymoon, especially with you know me getting all gaga and fan geeked over my '80s girls. That, that might that might not help the thing out. Yeah, that'll be a quick marriage. <laughs> all right, man. Well. Upcoming guest for the stoop over the next few weeks, Keith Shockley of Public Enemy, along with uh, Ian Holt on July 11th. Uh, actor Peter Campbell from NCIS Los Angeles. Uh, he's on Frank, uh, uh, Gracie, ah, Frank and I'm messing up. Frankie and Grace on Netflix, uh, which I love. So I'm, I don't know why I'm getting tongue-tied with it. And the new show Roadies on Showtime. He'll be joining us July 14th. Actress Erin Hayes from Adult Swim's Children's Hospital and the new CBS show Kevin Can Wait with Kevin James, July 18th. And actress Diane Franklin on July 25th. And we got more coming too. So those are the next four guests that we're going to let you know about now because we got the date squared away. But there's going to be more real, real soon. And I'm excited. And I cannot wait to let you all know. Jeff knows. I know. But you don't know, but you will know soon. I know. I'm surprised I know. I couldn't get this information. I had to beg beg him on the air to get this information. You believe this? Place? No, I just I just forgot to tell you. So You don't have to beg, man. I just uh you know old age sucks. Uh it's it's so exciting now. I mean I chomping at the bit. I'm just so excited for the, the people we're having on and uh 
people I've been fans of, and uh, it's great, man. This is the greatest seat in the house. I could do this it really is. A week. I agree. Hint, hint, I agree. Hint, hint to the big <laughs> investors out there listening who are looking for a new, fresh show. It's not a remake. Something new and no. exciting. This. Yeah. Well, you know, listen to you know to people listening. If you have a business, you want to advertise on here, or you want to advertise on our website, you want to sponsor the show. We're open for anything. Uh, we love doing this. We get an, an amazing, amazing, amazing amount of listeners. We're over one million listens for the show. Um, you know, this is something that could be really helpful to a business. It could be real helpful to an event. Um, you know, and Jeff and I were always available for uh, events and functions. So just let us know by going to stoopradio.com and you can click the contact the stoop button right at the top and an email gets sent right to guess who? Moi. And I'll get right back to you as soon as I possibly can, which is pretty quick. Because uh, I love to answer my emails. So check it out, stoopradio.com. And once again, thank you to our good friend, actress Deborah Foreman, for joining us tonight. Uh, you can check out her event coming up in Dominican Republic, 80sinthesand.com. You can also find it on our Facebook page as well as our website real, real soon. So for my buddy Jeff Perini, that's his name, I'm Jonathan Ragus, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again, everybody. Always a pleasure, and uh, have a great week. TGIM.